This is an All Ears English podcast, episode 525, How to Start Talking in English with Kai Beam. Welcome to the All Ears English podcast, where you'll finally get real native English conversation and fluency for business and life. We believe in connection, not perfection, when it comes to learning English. Now, here are your hosts, Lindsay McMahon, the English adventurer, and Michelle Kaplan, the New York radio girl, coming to you from Boston and New York City, USA. Today, you'll meet our guest who is from North Carolina, USA, and has learned German, Mandarin, Chinese, Russian, Spanish, Hindi, and Japanese. He's currently a teacher of English at italki. Our guest today is Kai Beam. Today, you'll meet our guest and he'll show you how by using his talk framework, you can see immediate improvements in your fluency and your confidence. Your brain needs support, and new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L theanine, and caffeine, Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at Ollie.com. That's O L L Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Hey, Kai, welcome to All Ears English. Thanks for coming on the show. It's exciting to have you here. How are you feeling today? Thanks, Lindsay. Pretty good. Just had lunch. Yeah, so good. I'm a sluggish, actually. No, I feel good. I feel good. A little sluggish? <laughs> that's actually a good word for our listeners at their level, sluggish to be a little tired. But hey, that's okay. I'm sure that this interview will perk you up just a little bit here. So Kai, uh, you were recommended to me over at italki as being one of the standout teachers that you've worked with a lot of students. You're always creating new frameworks to help students learn. And today I want to ask you about your special framework called TALK, T-A-L-K. Why did you create this framework and what does it do for, for English learners? The why, uh, basically, these are elements. I'll briefly go over them, but the TALK is an acronym. T-A-L-K. It stands for the words tell, ask, learn, know. And I realized over the past few years doing tutoring, there are certain elements that no matter what you're teaching, what modality, whether business students or or just casual learners, that things that everyone needs to know. I'm like, you know, it'd be nice to have just a way to kind of get to this and and have people say, yes, that's what I want. And so that was the why. Um, and uh, what was your second question? <laughs> when did you when did you start using this and who do you use your framework with? Like who does this help the most? There's not a most. This is a catch-all. Tell the students start by telling me what their goals are because my viewpoint is, you know what? I'm a native speaker of English, but there are certain things. I use the medical field. If you want in, in very, very uh, specific terminology for medical school, you know what? I'm not the best guy to help you. And I'll admit that. I don't want to lead someone on. So tell, tell me what your goals are. What, where are you coming from with the language? How long have you been working on it? Basically, I want to know where you are with the language right now. So I actually okay. listen for a few minutes when a first student first talks to me. Ask. Okay. 
Oh, I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. Okay. So yeah, let's just go through. So what are some examples for our listeners if they were trying to use this framework on their own, let's say, just to give them a little hint, because okay. we're hoping that at the end of the episode, we'll have some people who would like to work with you, but not everyone will have the time, right? So yeah. if they want to try to use this framework on their own, what are some examples of the T, of the goals that you might tell a teacher or that a student might tell you? What's a good example of a goal, like a well-phrased goal? Okay. So the most common thing, you've probably heard this too, is I want to be more fluent. That's not a goal. That's an activity and there's no goal posted. Okay. So let's say yes. people say, well, I'm going to come to the U.S. Okay, good. That's when are you coming? Okay, set a date. A goal without a date is just a dream, right? So set an actual yeah. date. When do you want to do this thing? What is the thing you want to do? Make it small and measurable. Can I have a conversation with a person on the airplane? Can I go to a bank and get my money out? Those are tangible, measurable things. So if you tell me that, we'll we'll break down the big goals into small. Okay, you want to be able to have everyday conversation? Where? When? With what kind of people? Let's get that specific and we'll make a list of it. That's that's a good example. And you can do that on your own. I've done it. I'm currently learning Japanese, Chinese, and a couple other languages. So I mean, I do this all the time. Um, oh, cool. Yeah. Cool. What is your what is your goal for Japanese, if I could ask? Yeah, my current goal for Japanese, I've already got past survival skills. So my current goal is to be able to uh, talk clearly about my opinions about something. I, so I need a bit more vocabulary. I've got the structure, but it's about my my opinions and actually emotions because it's, it's, it's a sensitive thing, language. You know? yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. uh, to, and, and to get yes, other people's important. goals is, you know, when, I, when people use adjectives, when they describe, but beyond just happy and sad, how do you feel about a certain subject? And um, mm. even though that's not super popular in the Japanese culture to give your opinion, I want to be able to do that. So that's my current thing. That's what I'm working with. Okay, so that's a great example, Kai, of how we can make a goal very specific. So we want to talk about when we want to do this, maybe why, what we want to do exactly, we want to break it down, and we want to be able to measure it. Like if it's, you're right, I mean, that's a common goal. I want to be fluent, right? But it's so broad. And how can a teacher help a student if a student comes to the teacher with that goal, right? It's way too broad. So guys, we want to encourage you to use the first T of talk to tell your teacher or your language exchange partner what your goal is. Okay, so Kai, what what is the A of talk? What do we do next? Ask. And, okay. and, and if you're working with a tutor or teacher, whichever phrase you prefer to use, um, ask the teacher questions because there's whenever you meet someone, there's always this question, what type of person am I working with? And especially if you're working with somebody that you want to help you on your mm-hmm. language learning journey – Ask, uh, what what are your teaching methods? What options do you have for teaching me? Or I have a question about language. I'm not really sure how this works this way. So the ask is is just generally tell me was with the student telling me what they want to accomplish. And then the mm-hmm. ask is like, how can you help me with this? What do you offer? Basically, it opens the, the emotional doors to uh, to getting more specific details in the rest of the plan. Because if all they do is tell me things and I say, oh, that's nice. And then I start teaching. That doesn't work. Then there needs to be this this emotional comfort level between the two of us. Okay. So what kinds of questions should they ask you? So they're asking you about your, your past, your history in teaching English, for example, your ability to teach, or are they asking you more personal questions to get to know you as a person or both? Both. Both. Because this okay. is the way that I personally view it. I can't trust somebody if they're only going to show them show one dimension of themselves to me like mm-hmm. okay you're a teacher yeah. well so do you have any family i'm not ta- i'm not talking about my family you know like no don't do that you know so <laughs> i won't answer super personal sensitive information like my home address and my credit card and bank account numbers yeah. but but yeah a, a very common question i get asked by uh, mostly by americans that are learning spanish is why did you learn spanish or people mm. you know people that know i was born in the us english like 
I tell them I'm working on other languages. Like, oh, why are you interested in Japanese? Why are you interested in Spanish? So I'm a language learner as well, and I don't like the the uh, you know master student relationship thing. Mm-hmm. I'm a language learner, and you know, yeah. when you teach, you learn at the same time. So yeah, yes. just just asking, yes. just a get to know type of a thing. That's that's what the ask yeah. is. And that's what we get to do when we get to work one-on-one with a tutor. I mean, the old model is kind of working in a classroom where we're sitting there. There's one teacher at the head of the class, and there are 25 students in the class. Uh, In that case, you know, there's a bit of power distance going on there. But now that we're able to meet one-on-one with a tutor online or in person, I mean, we have the chance to kind of have a friend that we're working with, and it becomes a lot more interesting, and we want to start to think about connecting with that person. I love that. I love that, Kai. I nailed it. I nailed it. Yeah. <laughs> okay, Kai. All right. What is so that's the T and the A. What is the L part of your framework? Learn. Is that's learn, right? Yeah. That gets into a modality and that will vary depending upon what happened in the, the T and the A. So depending upon what the student told me their goals were, what they questions they asked me, then we get into learning. And again, if you're studying on your own, you can use this as well. And, and I tell students from the beginning, my goal as a teacher, unless you just view English as a fun activity, if you if you have a set goal, then my goal is to get you there so that I no longer am necessary. Because there are other people I can teach. You know, you shouldn't have to rely on one person for language learning your entire life. That's that's not realistic. So let me help you to get on this next leg of the journey and then keep moving. So for example, that example with a student that wanted to have a conversation, let's say on an airplane, I'm going to be flying to this country. Okay. So yeah. in the learn portion, I'm like, okay, well, let's see what vocabulary do you need? What structures do you need? Not everybody wants mm-hmm. to become masters of grammar. We just want to understand each other, right? Okay. And so that's okay. that's what I go for in the learn. And if a person, I have some students that are really focused on pronunciation and yeah. if they're really focused on pronunciation and they've already got a lot of grammar, maybe their vocabulary is good, but their their accent's very thick, okay, we need to work on accent reduction. So I use a technique I call speech mirroring in, in the modality mm. there, and I help them to yeah. get their accent sound more natural, like American or if they're learning Spanish, to roll the R's because it's important, you know. Yeah. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Okay, so Kai, let's talk about a little bit. So we're in the piece of learning, right? The actual meat of the language learning experience. Yeah. So tell us a little bit about this new method that you're using called speech mirroring. What is that all about? I just started this last week. I started this years ago. I started using it with students directly last week. I've loved mm-hmm. imitating people's voices since I was a child. And so yeah. um, there's a stigma around imitating people that uh, I guess I kind of was held back by that fear for a while because usually as a child, if people imitate you, it's because they're making fun of you. They're insulting you, right? Like, oh, you can't speak well. <laughs> and I thought, I don't want people to think that because I that, nothing could be further from the truth when I work with people. Um, I love people's accents. I love variety. But what I started doing was I realized that some people, I explained the mechanics. Where do you put your mouth and your lips and your tongue? How do you make these sounds? But for some people, yeah. the mechanical explanation is not enough. And I hate it. Just like, just listen to me. They are listening. Yeah. You need to be a better teacher. Yeah. You know? And so I thought, well, what if they could <laughs> hear side-by-side comparisons of how they sound 
outside of their own heads because it's different when you're listening and when you're actively speaking, right? So what is it yeah. like to hear them side by side? Here, here's an example. Maybe I have a student from Japan and he wants to introduce himself and he says, Hello, my name is Yoshi Tanakawa. Um, then the name is gone. Tanaka, Yoshi Tanaka. I live in Tokyo. And so I'll copy him. Mm-hmm. I'll say that. Hello, my name is Yoshi Tanaka. I live in Tokyo. And immediately after, hello, my name is Yoshi Tanaka. I live in Tokyo. And and I've mm. and I've had Russians, Japanese, Chinese, Americans. This oh. is the past couple of weeks have been incredible. The past couple of days, excuse me, because I've had people that have worked on stuff. I've had a guy working with me for about a year, and he they just yeah. instantly like, oh, I get it. Oh, it's very so cool. So so the way you run it is that you have the student speak a sentence, and then you say it with the American accent, and then they listen to that, and then they try to mirror it. Is that how you do this? Well, first it's I copy them. So I'll actually copy their copy accent, them. whatever it is. Okay. I'll copy their accent. And then immediately after, I'll say it the way I would naturally say it if I'm teaching English. And then, uh, mm-hmm. and then I'll say, now you copy me. And I've actually, okay, cool. I've, I've actually gotten even more high tech now where I'll use a little pocket recorder and I'll slow the speed down and I'll let them, they can actually hear how they're forming words and how I'm forming words. Okay. And it's just extremely yeah. powerful. It's like monkey see monkey do on steroids. It's really cool. Yeah, very cool. I really like that, Kai. And I know that a lot of our listeners really struggle with pronunciation. And that brings up a lot of anxiety, especially in the business world. So guys, if you stick around for the end of this episode, you're going to find out how you can work with Kai using this special speech mirroring technique. You know, you'll get that information at the end of the episode. So that is one of the ways that you help your students to learn and to come out of the lesson feeling that they are ready to go out into the world and use their English. I like that, Kai. Let's move on to the K. What is the K? piece. No. In other words, you have it, you know, own it, he would say in, in English colloquially, own it. So mm-hmm. you've talked own about it. what your goals are. You've asked questions. You've learned. Learning is no good without repetition because and without okay. having, it, having it in there. If I learn something today and I forget it tomorrow, well, what good is it? I had a fun experience and I can't remember it. So knowing is repetition. And, um, you know, flashcards are used commonly. I personally don't use them in my lessons because I have visual difficulties. But I do the same ideas where it will bring up the concepts again. And uh, well, basically, it's it's repetition. That's that's the simplest way to say it. I said it again. I'm repeating it. Um, it's making you emotionally comfortable with this information. Just because you can mm-hmm. do something one time doesn't mean you're instantly emotionally comfortable. So how do you get that yeah. repetition? You go over it again and then maybe a couple Lessons later, not thinking about it. Hey, I'm going to bring that thing up we did a few times ago. You get to where your emotional reaction is not one of panic. Oh, my goodness. It's that thing again. It's like, oh, yeah. Yeah. I, this is <laughs> I remember this. This is familiar. And you get it to where right. you feel emotionally comfortable with the language. Yeah, I like that that you include that because I think that's something that a lot of teachers forget to do is the reviewing, the going back and remembering what we've learned, you know, three weeks before or a month before. We have to keep recycling and going back again. And I like that you included the emotional piece because, you know, there's some research out there that says that when we're at a heightened emotional state, we learn more. And so mixing in that sense of emotion with our learning is going to really help us retain more of that of the language. I I love that. Can I mention just a little detail here? Yeah, it's, please. It's, it's on working on your own on this. Um, if, uh, for example, with speech mirroring, just recording yourself and listening to yourself and not thinking in personal pronouns, oh, this is me. I hate my voice. That doesn't matter. Listen to this and think if this was someone else, a clone of me, what could they do to improve? Becoming self-aware. It doesn't matter how you emotionally feel about your voice. 
get comfortable with the sound of your own voice and you can work with it. It's like if a sculptor refused to look at, at his hands because he thought, oh, I, my hands are ugly. He wouldn't be maybe a very good – if he was a blind sculptor, he'd be okay. Um, but, but you know, your voice is a tool. Don't view it as this negative emotional attachment to a review – detach that from it and just yeah. use it as a tool. And you can do a lot of improvement on your own on that. And also use emotion as fuel. That's what it – right? Energy and motion. Use that as fuel mm. for the language. It's not something to be fought. Mm. It's something to be used. There, there's no such thing Ooh. as good lightning and bad lightning. Um, lightning's just energy. It's how you use it, right? Ooh, I like that. Maybe we'll have to have you on another time, Kai, to talk about more more about emotion as fuel in language learning. I really like that idea. I feel like there's some meat there that we could go into another time. But unfortunately, for today, we don't have enough time to mm. go into that particular topic. But I'd love to talk about that again another time. So tell us a little bit about one of the things that you do in your classes, which you call situational interviews. I saw this on your profile and you do this with business people, right? Yeah, I'll do it with everybody, but especially in a lot of students that I work with, are professionals. I've got uh, engineers, a lot of people in the IT field, and they, they're mm -hmm. interacting on a, in a global market now. And so what I'll do is I'll mimic regional accents and I'll say, okay, you tell me the situation you want to work with. Like just a couple of weeks ago, I got a guy in Spain um, and he does a lot of interviews with people, not just from the US, but from lots of different parts of the world. And so okay. um, apologies to anybody who's actually from the UK who I might have been with my accent and my imitations, which aren't good. <laughs> but like he said, he got a lot of people from the UK. I said, let's do an interview. So I'll come in and like, so how are you doing? It's very nice to meet you today. Yes. Yes. My, my name's Jonathan. And he started having his interview. So I'll, I'll, we'll create the situation instead of just talking about the situation, we'll create it, you know? And if you had yeah. a guy that came to the airport in the, in Atlanta, so come off the plane. Nice to meet you, sir. How can I help you? Need your bags? You need to come over here. So, you know, it's voice acting, basically. And you create yeah. this situation where the student, and I know it sounds kind of funny, the student is expected to speak to me as if I were that person. And so it's like your virtual reality training with language. Mm, I like that. I like that. So really putting them right into that situation immediately so that we can start to feel comfortable when the real situation comes up. I love it. Yeah. I love it. It sounds like I, I would imagine your classes are really fun, Kai. I can tell because you clearly love teaching and you love voice work and variations in voices. And it sounds like it would be a really good opportunity for a lot of our listeners to check out what you have going on over at italki. Very cool. So, so all right. Do you have any room in your schedule, Kai, for any new students? Yeah, currently, um, I don't like to measure it by students because some people may, might take an hour a week. Some people might take three to five hours a week. It depends upon the circumstances. Right now, okay. I've got about nine or ten hours. Got to check my schedule. I've got nine or ten hours available, but you know that's that's some influx. Most of my students are actually dedicated long term. Right now, I have eleven regulars at the moment, but. Uh, you know, people's goals okay. change. I've got about nine or 10 hours free in the schedule. That's the answer to your question okay. directly. <laughs> All right. So you have about nine to 10 hours. And I want to let our listeners per know week. that about 14,000 people download this podcast every day. So you guys have about 14,000 competitors. <laughs> so go on over there right now and get a spot in Kai's schedule. Don't waste any time, guys. Get over there because it sounds like this would be a really fun opportunity and a really good chance to get into the language and use that emotion and involve that emotion and get stronger in English. I love it. Kai, what's your profile? Uh, the direct link is www.italki.com slash kaibeam. That's italki, I-T-A-L-K-I dot com slash C-A-I-B-E-A-M. So easy, yeah. easy. Yeah. Okay. I very think that'll, cool. you can put that very in the cool. show notes, right? 
We will. We will definitely do that, Kai. Well, Kai, I want to say thank you so much for coming on the show today. It's been really fun to hear your accents and to hear about your talk framework and your situational interviews and everything that you're doing over there. I mean, this is exciting. So thanks a lot for your time. Thank you, Lindsay. I have enjoyed No, seriously, thanks. That was fun. I enjoyed it. Thanks for having me on. <laughs> All right. I'll talk to you soon, Kai. Okay, bye. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to All Ears English. And if you believe in connection, not perfection, follow our show wherever you listen to podcasts to make sure you don't miss anything. See you next time.